124 Habits of Cheese. What? Whisper in your lover's ear, text the sound talk 303 548 6877. Who didn't pee just a little bit hearing that song again? Huh? It's been a little while. Just a little. Just a little. You want to go get you a little bit of tissue paper? Am I, are you recording my end of this performance? Yeah, it's all, all being right. recorded. All right, a little bit. I can't hear myself. Yeah, just make me a little louder. And louder in my right ear, please. I just made you louder overall. Well, up. I'm looking stage right, doing the up sign. All right. Like I'm at a I'm fish. Over here. I'm over yeah. here stage left doing this sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, habits of cheese, Mark. You're just begging for me to ask you what that means, aren't well, you? Well, you were curious a minute ago, and I said you had to wait. I'm just trying to let it blow by. What is the, what, what, why is this episode called Habits of Cheese? Well, my Gosh. boys uh, like to play Minecraft from time to time. They create their own little worlds. And they have a, a number of them saved, and they were wanting to delete some of them to make room. And I was in there with them, and I looked at the list of worlds, and there's stuff like Iron Man World, uh, SpongeBob World, kind of based around things that they've been watching or enjoying. Then there's a world called Habits of Cheese. That they made up? They made a world called Habits of Cheese, and I could not get any explanation out of them <laughs> as to why it was called Habits of Cheese. It's pretty good. <clears throat> I thought it was amazing. It is amazing. Um, and got, then, there has to be some reason. I don't know. And it was, I think they made it before this happened, but uh, we had a, a, a lazy weekend. Not, it was like two weeks ago. Did you? Just laid in bed all day. That must have been Sunday. a treat given your life the oh, past hey, few we've months. Been, we've been wor- harried oh. work pace. Oh, can't wait to talk about that. But uh, we needed a day to do nothing. So we watched Titanic. God, terrible choice. That movie's good. Then we watched, I think we watched Parenthood, that old Ron Howard film. Steve Martin? Yep. And like Keanu Reeves is <laughs> in it. Sleep right through it. Rick Moranis is in it. Is Steve Martin like the dad? Diane Weist, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Leaf Phoenix, which is it's Joaquin Phoenix back when he was credited as Leaf Phoenix. What? That's his real name is Leaf. L E A F? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, aren't people who are more Nordic? L E I F? In origin with L E I F. Like my they, brother. Don't they get mad if you call them Leaf? <clears throat> My brother hated when I'd call him. I used to have a little song. I'd go, leaf, 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 little leaf, little leaf. I, I, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It was There was a game we had called Pitfall. And when you were walking in Pitfall, it went, dit, 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 dit. And then yeah, when you jumped, I, it went, did it, it, that game. Did it, it, did, 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 did. And so I had this leaf, 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 little leaf, little leaf. And that reminds me. And he'd punch me. I believe you told a story on this podcast of something else you would do in the car. With your parents that really pissed them off. Something like that. I would argue a lot. No, it, it was a little something you would say over... Something about King, uh, King Super... No, uh... Oh, Albert Sin, 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 like a steel trap. Sin, 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 You can stop anytime. See? Now you know what it felt like to be driving the car. And so then we watched... We switched to it a documentary called What the Health... 
I'm sure you've I, heard about this one. Well, I have heard about it. Is it good? It's it was interesting. It was I a lot watched about. It I'm like I know all this. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't <laughs> nothing new for Natch listeners. All right, Gilded Insider. I, I mean, told my wife that too. She was. We were watching it. And she was like, "Oh, I didn't realize all this." Like, oh well, my been, god! Listen to the podcast. So I was like, "If you've been listening to the podcast, I mean, to her credit, she doesn't listen to other podcasts. She has really no time. She doesn't. If she's in the Let car with it, she's she's talking on the phone. She's making calls. If I was if I owned a salon, I'd yeah. be listening to podcasts all day long in that fucker. Yeah, but you can't subject your clients to your whims and your. I'd be listening to alt right podcasts all day. Long. I bet you would. <laughs> You're a very successful space. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, we watched that. It, you know, you always you kind of know most of that information about how filthy and gross meat is and animal products and industrial agriculture and like. No, wait, tell me more. Yeah, right. So, but it was just hammering on those things. I heard that sometimes the cow milk they have infected teats. Oh, they show like. Uh, in the slaughterhouses, them lancing wounds and draining pus and about how much pus, like the, there's like a standard the FDA sets for like how much pus you can have. Totally. Per liter of milk totally. or something. It's pretty gross. But the, the most, the a salient point that was made that I hadn't thought of. Get those bugs in your guts. Me being pretty much an insider at this point. I mean, I we've been doing so. this podcast long Insider enough. by osmosis. They made the point though. IBO. That, you know, I've, I've often lamented this protein obsessed society that we are. We have. And sh- like, like well, animal protein is obsessed. Well, protein, and j- protein, period, but animal protein. And yes, people believing yes. that like, if you want real protein and want to bulk up, you got to get it from an animal. Got a couple of Vegas in there. Um, <laughs> like get some grumble. But then they made the point that really like all protein originally comes from plants. Animals only get it by eating plants. There you go. Conversion like, factors. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. That's, that's a good thing to think about. And like the that's other thing common, too is like you in need the sustainability w- game. That's a thing. Like, how what is the pound of food necessary to create the animal that gives you a pound of ground beef that you're going to eat? The convert, yeah. Mm-hmm. And something about there was oh, they're looking for some there was, secret there was, crop. Well, they're looking like for that. like the one to one or or less than one to one, and it was, I think they were getting there with farmed fish, where it was like they eat exactly. It only takes a pound of food to get the fish to the marketable weight where it can be delivered as a pound of meat to a consumer or something like that. All right. Or you, know. you could, or you can just eat vegan, which is what this <laughs> document is all about. And, uh, then they have, they make some dubious claims. There are like a lot of people in there who like go vegan for two weeks and are, are off insulin and stuff, which is a little like, you know, come on. A little snake oily. Yeah. It's a little Dr. Oz. But so we decided we, we, I've been Dr. eating Oz. mostly vegan for a long time. Yeah. Where are you with that? Still there? Yeah. I've had a few steaks. I'm mostly vegan, but uh, my wife likes a lot of cheese, and so let's just get that. We've been. Tr- uh, I've had a few steaks. I'm mostly vegan. Well, mostly, uh, and so yeah, we've been eating no cheese. Mm. And we went to Oblio's, which pretty the pizza much means no dairy because you don't do milk either. <clears throat> no, I don't drink pus. In Kids glass. drink milk. No, it's gross. No milk. They're they're human children. They're not calves. Interesting. Well, milk's gross. I've always thought milk was gross, even I'm before aware I knew that. it was filled with pus. Okay. So now it's just extra So if you're getting gross. rid of, so yogurt, you're doing yogurt? So you got no dairy. No, but I'm going to give a shout out, and we'll hear from the man in a little bit, but Greg Baggy, Bagney? Baby <laughs> Greg Bags. Greg Bags, G-Bags, 4G. 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 I've been just guzzling his gut shots. Really? Yeah, the farmhouse culture's gut shots. Don't let it burn a hole in your stomach. What? Oh, God, here we go. Don't, you don't want to overdo it with highly acidic beverages like that. Well, I've been drinking. There's 10 shots per bottle. Whoops. A one bottle, a day? A whole bottle a day? No, one shot a day. 
Yeah, like seven shots a day. <laughs> it's just so tasty. I think that's going to come back to get haunt you. <coughs> it might. I would do. I would do like one a day. You know. I that was my original plan. Nothing in excess. Like, it's just so good, and it's like it's weirdly refreshing. You're Are basically drinking yeah. like pickle juice. I like the the garlic and dill ones. Good. The okay. kimchi one is good. The smoked jalapeno is good. The ginger Ooh. beet is good. Whoa. But yeah, I guess it that's sounds the like a unanimous a thumbs much. up. I love that shit. Shout Can't out. get my kids. Even Arius, who likes kombucha, won't drink that stuff though. Mm. They've tried it. It's too much for them. But big Required ups, taste. farmhouse culture. You know so the habits of cheese are is like the elimination of cheese of that habit of the cheesy habit. Oh, the, it's a double meaning. Yep, that's why I was insisting on keeping that over yep. fish. <laughs> well, I guess if you don't want to draw a crowd. We don't need link bait to draw people to this podcast. Correction number one. Okay. From, I believe that was our live music episode. Episode live music. I think where we were, I think we were stumbling over a couple things. One, I was like, where did I see Blues Traveler? And I kept saying it was Lollapalooza, right? Yeah. And I wasn't buying it. You weren't buying it correctly. Inspired by the previous summer success of Perry Farrell's Lollapalooza Festival. Blah, 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 blah. Blues Traveler's record. What? I don't know. Record. Record? Oh, no. Okay. John Popper and Dave Frey, okay, called upon their compatriots. Widespread panic. Panic, bro. The samples, the spin doctors, <coughs> aquarium rescue unit, and fish to join them in a nationwide summer amphitheater tour. After originally christening the traveling spectacle Horizons of Rock Developing East Coast. Uh, the vision spread to everywhere, and so the name was created. Horde. Remember Horde? Trying to forget that. I just wanted to connect that dot, and I also... I uh, I sang Two Princes at karaoke uh, oh. not too long ago. That's probably tough. No, the harmonica's tough. That's, well, oh, Spin Doctors. I didn't doctors. play the harmonica. Yeah, Spin Doctors. One, two, princes stand before you. Yeah. Princes, princes, princes who adore you. you. Just, just go ahead now, I think. Go ahead now. You got to choose that one. That guy. I remember he going, knows what a princely lover ought to be. I remember I went to the Horde Festival. It was the first time I'd ever been possessed by music. It's where I first got a taste of the jam band. I'd never met a jam band. Ugh. And in the moment, I remember I was like, I think it was a widespread panic. And I looked and I looked over. You're not to a point where you can just call them widespread? No. no that's not my band. Fish, that's my jam, Fish. You're a, fish, you're a newly oh, founded yeah. fish fan? Well, now? I'm a recovered fish fan. We'll get to that. Um, and, but you've never done any psychedelic drugs? Huh? Isn't that like the only I thing that can over, make that I'm tolerable? I'm a story. I looked over oh, at my okay. friend. This is John Beggs back in the day. And he was looking at me funny. And, I, and then I was like, why are you looking at me funny? Because I was like dancing like a mani, like rhythmically, like, like I was <laughs> oh wasn't in control God. of my body. <laughs> That's why you're having all these ailments. It's like it's your really jam fast band dancing paced. days. It's like, I was like, I couldn't handle <clears> the jam. Anyway. What drug were you on at this point? Uh, I was just alcohol. You were just drunk? Alcohol. Or buzzed? No, it was probably What's it take to get you in blotto. that zone? Oh, you used to get blotto, huh? Now listen. Also on that episode, remember you said... Um, we misquoted I, a... Uh, well, no, I, did. I, I insisted that it was Bob Dylan tangled up in blue. Yeah, it's the Rolling Stones. Uh, let me please introduce myself, a man of wealth and taste. And I lay traps for troubadours who get killed before they reach Bombay. Of course, mm, it's the Rolling mm, Stones, mm, Sympathy mm, for mm. the Devil. I'm not an idiot. That reminds me of the song I was going to put in today's episode. There's a... Uh, is it a Godard movie? About 
the wrong, it's called Sympathy for the Devil, maybe? It's about them making, recording that song, but it's a bunch of his little weird short films and then them in the studio. But there's a great scene where they're just like doing a, almost an acapella version of that where, where they're mm. getting the hoo-hoos and all that. And they got the bongos. I put it on a mixtape once. A Christmas tape, I think. <sighs> you know, I feel like we should, we should, uh, we, it's been a while since we, Greg sent us an egg and we haven't used it in a while. We should get Greg's egg in right now. Oh, holy shit, you read wow, my mind. I read your mind, dude. Holy. This is Greg Bagney, one uh, of the smartest men in the game, whether that's in food, any game. lifestyle, football, outdoor, gut shots, uh, <laughs> alien truth. Greg's eggs. It's stuff you probably already know, but needed some goofball to remind you. A lovely colleague slash friend recently planted a seed in my head. He said, talk about the crazy-ass intersection of risk and reward. I thought of a few stories, one about risk, reward, and being duct tape to the side of an Indy car. And it gets a bit personal. Meaning it's about you, baby. So here's the punchline up front. To get ahead on planet Earth, most people have to work their asses off. And that's the real risk to get to the reward. Full tilt boogie all the time, 24-7, 365. You're maxed out. And we call that being duct taped to the side of an Indy car. Think, the Indy 500 is where humanoids strap into open-wheeled race cars and see how fast they can go for 500 miles in a circle. It's a wonderful comparative to your world. And classic risk versus reward. After all, you are part of the humanoid race, and race is a good word for it. And I suspect living and working in the good old U.S. of A feels like we're all duct taped to the side of that Indy car. Actively scheduled, multitasking, money, crazy jobs, obligations, family, trying to consume too much information. Hurry up so we can relax. Blah, 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 blah. I'm overwhelmed. Ouchie, wow, wow. That's right, goofball. I know this feeling well. It was my last real job. But screw me, this is about you. With about 20 rolls of quality 3M duct tape and a state-of-the-art indie car rolling three inches from the wall at 185 miles an hour or more all the time. And guess what? After about four laps, it's a blur and it all starts to look the same. I'm moving my hand back and forth quickly in front of my mouth to give you that effect. I hope it's working. Yes, there's the possibility of big reward rolling at this pace. Checkered flag! And the risk is, well, you guessed it, you hit the wall. And this type of hit is very unexpected, hard to predict, and the chances are very good. Catastrophic. Once it starts, you're not going to stop it. And the cause is usually a minute, small, what doesn't seem important at the time, screw up. It's time for the second punchline and moral of the story. The big question is more than who hits or doesn't hit the wall. It's about how long can you roll at this pace. There's the risk. Knowing how long you can put yourself completely out of balance. Because you can only duct tape your humanoid body to an indie car for so long. Me? Personally? Me gots multi-years of duct tapage. The reward was cool. But I think it's what gave me all this gray hair. And I'm not kidding. Though I knew up front how long I was prepared to wreak havoc on myself. So this is about tenacity and adaptability. It's what you entrepreneurial geeks out there should be good at in the risk and reward department. It's the risk of how long can you be duct taped to that IndyCar and during that tapage, 
How adaptable and how comfortable can you make yourself for 500 full laps? That's it. I got no more. Ack, ack. Well, another master's class in humanoid paranoia and he's business been, insight. He's been through the ringer and come out clean. He has. You know what? I feel like I've come out the ringer clean now too, Mark. Okay. I've left behind the grind. Here we go. Let's just segue right into it. Matt Damon bought a zoo. Skater boy. I bought, bought a, a hair salon. I bought a hair salon. That's right. My wife and I bought a salon and uh, turned it into our own salon. Everybody come by. Say hi. Cherry, Cre- Cherry Creek North. Needle in the hay. 250 Steel Street. Suite 212. Uh, Needle in the Hay Salon, formerly in the Sola Salon building, which is sort of like a little salon incubator. That's the past. That's the past. Now we have an A-chair studio or A-chair full-service hair salon. We've got an esthetician, man. I just want to come by, watch you. I have two. My first vision was... I'll tell you if these things have actually happened. Uh, my first vision is that this is totally a sitcom. It should, it should absolutely be just a crappy... like not Crappy? The, no, just a run-of-the-mill like laugh track sitcom. See, I'd like it to be something a little of more Of course you would. Of course you would. Yes, okay. You're going to overthink it. It's just it's just a guy. It's just, oh, there's mom cutting hair, styling, styling hair, like 7 o'clock at night because special customer couldn't get in earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? That happens sometimes. And there are the kids over in the corner doing some homework, maybe going out on the streets of Cherry Creek and rubbing elbows with the riffraff there. Maybe they're a little bit rough on their skateboards and the rich kids out in the yeah, Cherry Creek. Yeah, terrorizing a bit. And then there's Josh behind, the, just ordering moose. This system sucks. <laughs> I've tried this four times. Well, this UI is terrible. UX. Not not a bad vision. That was my first. And then when true. I walked in today, and you brought up shampoo, and I was like, oh wait a minute. Yeah. I can't wait. I want Josh to, in a pinch, sub in. Do some shampooing. Uh, I, and I said, I'm not qualified to do that. I was never trained to shampoo, and you laughed, showing your your ignor- ignorance of the beauty trade. Absolutely. It's serious Admit it. business. Admit it. Serious business. A good... Uh, have you ever... Well, do you get haircuts? I or do you just have like look. a floby? What's going no, on? I don't get haircuts anymore. I understand that... Well, how do you keep your hair short? Just the I'm chlorine, the chlorine phrase it? Yep. Just doesn't grow. Okay. <laughs> I... Look, I've come to appreciate the artistry and craft both of the style. Oh, have you? I'm thinking that in a pinch, you could get in there with your hands and do a good shampoo. No, I could. It's a, it's a massage. It's a massage. I could yeah. do it. <clears throat> I just haven't done it. But it's not just the massage. It's also, it's a balancing act, Mark. It's, it's, you have to know the right type of conversation to be having, the right, con- the right level of conversation. You have to kind of intuit, or if you know the client, realize, like, I remember that uh, Bonnie, Bonnie doesn't really like to chat a lot. She just likes to lay back and it's enjoy. It's a mood. It's the right mood. It's an experience, Mark. Absolutely. The the UX game prime me well. If anybody knows this game, yeah, it's 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 just a more tangible, real experience that you're creating every minute of every day. Yes. Mark. Every minute of every day. Yes. Which I'm now kind of settling into that nice part of owning a salon. But the first part, it was a three week melee of just insanity, man. I was like, I had a the before, before after it opened. We, well, we closed. We bought a, pre- a salon that had been there before. Yeah, then you had to get the space ready. I had to re- we had to renovate the space. I had to like pull shelving off of walls and pull take down all these mirrors. And I mean, it was a lot of like physical labor. It's good for you. It was fun. I had to haul out a lot of their furniture. Took it to Habitat for Humanity. Okay. Um, 
had uh, we had to have this wall demolished. There was like a little wall in a weird little dungeon room that this lady was doing spray tans in. So we just ripped <laughs> that out. Had to get the whole space painted. Uh, had all the acoustic tiling removed and put in like these vinyl tiles that look like kind of like a carved ceiling effect. I don't know. You'd have to see it. It's very. We get compliments on our ceiling all the time. We had custom styling stations. That I saw. Quite built impressive. Built by Thin Arts. They're a local. You got eight of those? That's some. There's four. Okay. But they're double sided. So oh. two stylists at each station. I, that can't be cheap. Oh. <laughs> We're not. Fuck Patreon. We're not. <laughs> all right. We'll just let it ring. Patreon's on pause, but. All right, here, I'll pick it up. Yep, yep. Sorry, we're on. Hotline. Yep, nope, nope, we're paused. We'll unpause and we'll let you know. We'll let, yeah. When we'll we're send on out an email. Regular an schedule, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but do sign up. Keep your fax machine plugged in for that. Follow us on Patreon and be on there. When we unpause it, absolutely contribute and get the bonus. Please goodies. do, but for now, yeah. just listen to me pontificate yeah. about Jesus Solana or shit. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, it was just a ton of work. Oh, but the custom stations are beautiful. They really, uh, they, they add that touch that makes they, it, makes ah, it very that's unique. That's a great story. idea. Yeah. Is that a common thing or did you come up with the custom stations? Your wife, I mean. Have people done custom stations before? Is that a thing in the trade? Um, I've expensive. never seen it. Uh, well, Matthew Morris, the salon where my wife worked for a minute, they actually had, they had stations built by the same guys, by FinArt. That's 10 seconds kind of as a minute. It was, yeah. But they had stations built there. Okay. It's, it, I think to me, having Special custom touch. station built. It's a high uh, level, it's, high end. It shows you're committed. Yes. And they also built our, it's uh, not unlike our front desk. Making buttons. Yeah. It's very similar to when we made buttons. <laughs> Same level of commitment. Different levels. Yeah. But now it's just great. We have Same spirit. Same impulse. Okay. The, uh, the space has wonderful energy. That's good. The clients are really, really liking it. That's Key. We've attracted some amazing stylists and uh, coordinators. Uh, we have like a fucking awesome staff, an awesome space, a great weird building in Cherry Creek. That's an applause drum. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but it was a lot of work, man. It was congratulations. It, it was it was very intense. Well, it's I, also I lost probably- a lot of weight. Because <laughs> I was just working and not eating and just kind of going crazy. Yeah, you gotta take care of yourself. Yep. Too easy to I did, stop I, doing that. I realized that I actually, I can You were in the duct tape. You were in Greg's duct tape. Oh, I see where you yeah. I'm, No, I'm back on the caffeine, though, a little bit. Good for you. Why not? I got, we got some, uh, someone gave us some powdered oh. caffeine. Oh, no, don't do that. So I, I don't do it all. I did it a few <laughs> times because I was, like, having to work all night. So I was, I was doing key bumps of powdered, <laughs> powdered caffeine. Synthetic uh, uh, yeah. I don't know how synthetic it no, was. No, that's a supplement. It's like a highly, that's, that's, people abuse that. They buy it online in bulk. Bulk powdered caffeine. Oh, no. Right, well, this was just a little, like, eight ball looking bag of powdered <laughs> caffeine. It, 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 felt ever, it felt very depraved to Why be doing Why don't you just it. have coffee if you're going to, if you're. Because it was like late at night. I was just, and it, it was like a, a little boom. Punch lasted about an hour. Yeah, there's other things you could do if you wanted to get through the night with a little bump. Well, I didn't want to do those things. I was comfortable just doing a little bit of caffeine. But we got a lot of shit done, so. All right. You know, and I'm not. I'm sure that was super stressful. You had to get the new space going. You had to get the business up and running. There's anxiety about the client response. The kids are going back to school. Yep. There were a lot of things. The kids were fine with it because they got to just. The podcast was just, you were just, it was calling you. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) The kids got to spend a lot of time with their grandparents, which they enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um. 
And How's it running now? Is it hum- like because you've also got to get the processes and the the processes weren't too hard. I was working on that stuff as I was doing other stuff. Like I was getting our <laughs> online booking system set up. And just a, are you just the jack of all trades, master of what needs one? to happen? Hey, buck stops here. That's right. I'm doing. Hey, I'm ordering product. It's almost like she's bec- she's the talent. Mm-hmm. And you're oh, the she, agent. You're the manager. It is a bit like that. She's insanely talented. You got to get. She just needs to be styling hair. Once she Let needed me style well, the she, hair. She also needs to. She's a master educator. She needs to be educating me, people. Yep. She needs to be like. She's also very attentive, though. So I'm sure that whatever you do with the books. I don't do. Well, we have a, a CPA, and we. Yeah, but even tracking an entry of expenses and <coughs> money. Worry too much about that. You, I bet there's a lot of oversight whenever you get involved in that. No, we just do it together. Speaking of, we eventually have to get to the Josh Reads a Chart segment of today's show. Oh, okay. We can be done with the salon segment unless there's anything you want no, to know about I think, the, the industry. I think we'll be coming so back to it quite often. I would. I do have an idea. I'd like to have a, a podcast called Hair Today, Hair Tomorrow. That's the salon's Ooh, tagline. That's great. Well. Just, you know, you, it could be just an interview podcast or it could be something a little more produced, but. Nicole's grandfather. Is it for Walter Young? Is an artist and a barber. He had a barber a barber shop of note on Colfax for many years. Mm. He was featured in the newspapers. He was written about. He wrote columns for the newspapers about the bums along Colfax. He was like a an institution, and he is within with he is within walking distance of our new salon, so he pops in all the time. Oh, that's great! But I want to get his like he has a totally different like I think is he still working. He doesn't he. Sold his salon probably about, or his barber shop probably about five years ago. So he's popping in as a retired man. He's mm-hmm. not just he like, still paints. Oh, but yeah, he comes in. We actually um, Nicole's dad has his barber pole. It's like this giant pole that lights up. It's in his garage. I think we're gonna put it. In Nicole's dad in has a giant pole. Nice. It's it's her grandfather that had the giant pole. <laughs> Nicer. Yeah, uh, but anyway, he'd be a great interview. He's got lots of stories. You could kind of get the, the history of, of the industry from its, not earliest origins, but at least... Real quick check. Are you yeah. recording this episode, and are you going to save it when it's done, so that we don't lose it oh, like hilarious. we lost 122? Yeah. We've made probably 150 Hectic podcasts. times. Were you all hopped up on caffeine when that was going on? No. No, that was weeks before that happened. It was the, just the stress was, of There was a lot going on. I think I was sure still was. finishing up at TEDx Mile High. There's a lot, a lot of things. Hey, stewing I, and brewing, man. D- hey, I hope <clears throat> I, I was trying to give you space. You I, did. Hey, I but, laid back, give you space. Yeah, I didn't feel a lot of pressure from the Soundhawk. Good. Uh, Soundhawk and Red Twist even sent flowers. They felt they sent a beautiful On bouquet. Opening day. Yeah, they were paying attention. He was following the social media feeds. Yep. He was he was doing a little bit of stalking. He knew when the space was I knew open. When this was, well, I knew. I'm. I look. I jest. Mm. I'm sure about the beauty trade mm-hmm. because I have no place in the beauty trade. <laughs> well, that's not true, Mark. As a 44 year old man with it's late for you to do a career change, but we've talked about it before hair. with your dexterity. It's gonna buzz it off. Yeah, but you know what? The most those days are behind me now. I'm all jumpy. Nicole's uh, mentor, Michael, Riddled with inflammation. Nicole, Nicole's mentor, Michael Davis, uh, Sassoon trained oh, stylist, yeah. massively talented, amazing dude. I am not not a hair on his head. Yeah. He bicks his head. Probably one of the most successful stylists in Chicago. Oh, so. One day I'm going to show up here with So I'm a- saying, you not having hair does not mean you can't be in the beauty game. Okay. You having 
uh, very highly advanced dexterity suggests that you would be an ace. That's true. At the technical side of doing hair. Now, Mark, the, the side of the part of doing hair that gets oft overlooked that I think is the key ingredient is the the gift of gab, the loquaciousness, but knowing when to turn it up, turn it down, when, when no one to hold well, them, I no one to fold them. I turn that on, but I usually turn it off. But you have to, it's not just being able to talk. It's actually more than that. It's more, it's more being a good listener, being yep. a good conversationalist, listening to people's problems, making them feel comfortable, safe, cared for. It's about a total transformation. You're transforming their hair, but you're okay. also okay. listening and hearing. And healing them from on the well, inside. Well, that's why it would be a great segment on this show to be like gossip from the salon. But hey, maybe some of that just should stay it's, in the salon. Yeah, it's not gossip, man. Yeah. I'm with it's you. It's a safe space. It's, it's people living a, life it, in a safe space. That is right. People think that salons are gossipy, but it's really not about that. We need more safe spaces. We do. But you, got, you have to be giving, Mark. Yes. I know that's a struggle for you. Oh, fuck you. Here we go. So I'm just saying, I'm just prepping you for that career. <laughs> it's not too late, man. Could you late. be on your feet for that long? Is your back going to throw? Oh, that arm. Yeah. Right now is my rotator cuff. That'd be an issue. You know what, though? You could, you'd have trouble with blow dries. Which is why I'm saying... Because, wait, are you, you're right-handed, aren't you? Yeah. So, wait, would you be doing the round brushing with your left hand? I don't know. No, that's okay. Okay. I'm saying you need to... Are you protecting your talent? Which talent? My wife? Yeah. Yes. You icing her down at night? You doing the right kind of stretches with the fingers and the... Yeah, we've got um, an ice bath downstairs. Actually, no, we don't. <laughs> there is a flotation spa opening. That's an even, that creates more pressure, right? That's like Spencer Hamilton going down with a bad back when he's a professional skateboarder. Like, oh, you got, I got carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You got it. She goes to the, the acupuncturist. She does. She exercises a lot. She's in good shape. She's still young. There is a flotation like spa. There's a flotation spa going in right underneath Ooh, us. I'll do that. And they have cryogenic therapies too. Hell yeah. Where they like deep freeze parts of your body yes. and stuff. I can't wait. Junk. Your junk? I was hoping for maybe my back. Josh, read some charts. Are we ready? I guess so. First official story of the week. Have smartphones destroyed a generation? This is by Gene Twenge, who was a Powerful, impactful, epic story that appeared in the Atlantic a little while back. Uh, we'll send out a newsletter. And so wait, this chart is not hanging out with friends? No. So here's the premise of this story, and then we're going to look at these charts. Okay. A lot of this is known, right? But I don't know what she was doing, writing a book, social anthropology, something. She actually sort of figured out the data that backed up a lot of what we suspect, where essentially... The advent of the smartphone, when people got about 50, 50% of people got the smartphone, our behaviors changed dramatically among the youths. Youths. In many ways. So as you'll see on all of these charts, there's like this big drop off. Yeah. That's when the phone reaches mass yeah, they, penetration. They have the iPhone 7 released benchmark on all of them. And what are we doing? Or the iPhone release. Look at these charts and tell me some of the ways our behavior is changing. Well, here's what I'm curious. Kids Not today. hanging out with friends. Uh-huh. A precipitous dip occurred mm-hmm. right around 1978. <laughs> what was that? Look at that cliff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is that when the Atari came out? Um, no, you had to hang out with your friends to play Atari. That's, that's 78. Is that Nixon? Everybody was That's afraid? what I really want to know about. And how come 10th and 8th graders aren't re- represented that far back? 
They just come this, in at about this is early, 1990. This, okay. Here's, here, this is you reading a chart. Data didn't I exist on it. younger kids. Well, it's it. just stupid. All right, yeah. Um, what else do you see? I see, well, yeah, okay. People aren't hanging out with their precipitous drop in hanging out with friends. Times per week, teenagers go out without their parents. Bang. We're down. They're staying home. They want to live at home. It was. It used to hover up around 2.7. We're down to 2.3. I used to go to the mall. Loved it. Loved going to the mall. Chart two, in no rush to drive. Percentage of 12th graders who drive. I like this. I, I think it's good. Down. Those youngsters we're down drive. from 85% down to about 70 who have driven at all in the past year or who have a driver's license. I don't know how, where these... Uh, so these 12th graders, though, are they, where are they located? Did you just hit the hiss button? No. You're probably hearing the fans. Oh, I'm hearing the, the, the cicadas outside the open window in the studio. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend On, like we don't onward. live in, in an ecosystem. It's just hilarious. It's open like that much, which is not enough for any breeze, just for the sound. No, if I turn the fan on, you get a cross breeze that <laughs> floats through here, man. You just got to... All right. Calm yourself. Less dating. This is interesting, right? Percentage of teenagers who... Wait, I wasn't done talking about the cars yet. Let's move on. Because I think there's a piece of data missing. Like, where are these 12th graders? Are they urban 12th graders? Or are they... Cross the board. All right. Because I think people, kids who are living in the suburbs are still pretty interested in getting their driver's licenses and driving. Probably higher than in the cities, of course. But if I lived in the city and I was a kid now, like, and I was working a part-time job, would I rather spend my money... Maintaining a freaking car and paying for insurance? Oh, my God. I, or am I just going to get the Lyft app and just get fucking rides? No yep. brainer. Although part of the fun of being a... You got a bike a, and you got ride sharing and... <clears throat> part of the fun, though, is like... like you went with Lyft. Being Uber. in a car and like, yeah, we're all in the car together. I dreaded Woo. it. As soon as I had... I mean, we're I'll, listening to widespread. <laughs> fish. Great privilege to have a car as a teenager. I was afforded that, but it all—it just felt like a burden as soon as it was like, oh, I got to pay for this. Came with a silver this. spoon, huh, Mark? What a depreciating asset. Less dating. Percentage of teenagers who ever go out on dates. <coughs> a lot of fapping. <sighs> I what this tells me. Down from 80% to, wow, 60? Yeah, I guess so. Eighth graders down from 50% to 30. Uh-huh. The next chart. And less sex. Percentage of high school students who have ever had sex. Okay. But they're, they're still having plenty of hand sex. <laughs> this is actually down, not uh, down as much. Where's the chart for that? If <laughs> you look at this, this isn't down as much as the other ones. I know. It's not. And I, if there was a chart for like amount of uh, self-gratification going on in the internet age, oh that, boy. you know, you couldn't get the screen tall enough to show the spike there. That's your own little world. Here, I want to... It would look a lot like this more, more likely to feel lonely. <laughs> Hold on. I think those things would dovetail nicely. Because it, it would, they actually had said the, 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 the age, the average makes... American teenager has had sex. Here it is. I'm going to find it. All right, Dad. <laughs> it's important for us. Ah, fuck. How long is this going to take me? Less likely. Oh, the average teen now has had sex for the first time. What's your guess? 15. When is that? What grade? I got a grade here. Oh, uh, that would be like ninth grade. <laughs> you sick pervert. What? 
by the spring of 11th grade. Oh, that's the that's, second that's semester. Lying on this. No, second semester of 11th grade. A full year later than Gen X, which is me. I think it's you. I don't know. I didn't have sex. So I was 21. That's your own. What? Yeah. Was, <laughs> Holy shit! We might be similar there. I'm sure we are in that way. I was. I was. Uh, 21. That's college. Yeah. I just yeah. wasn't ready. No, me neither. It was too intimidating for me. Absolutely. Because I knew that I. It was more important that I be able to like. Look at that! Face the person after the deed was done. Oh, because I'd done enough spanking it. So I was just like, I was just waiting for the right person. I wasn't waiting for like the one, the one, but I was like, I want it to be someone that I don't want to like run away from when this is over. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. There's got to be a little pillow talk. Yeah, it's not like. Yeah. This has to be from behind, or it's not going to happen. Wow. I was also like kind of paranoid about STDs and stuff. I just did not want to get one. Mm. That kind of freaked me out a little bit. Too bad. Wait, too bad what? <laughs> I'm assuming you have several. No. Squeaky clean, dude. Come yeah, on. me too. I'll bet. <laughs> In your Sherpa habit. Let's have a key party. So the so the the nut of all this <sighs> nice word. Is obvious, right? Obs. Kids kids, we're not exploring our environment. We're not getting cars. We're not getting summer jobs. That was on here. We're not independent. They don't want to grow up. They just want to look at their screens. We're, and we're looking at the screens, and what's happening is we feel way more lonely, we don't get enough sleep, and this affects girls more than boys, hmm. which makes it Your my problem more than my problem. problem. You got to deal with porn more than I do. I gotta I've already told you my media. strategy for that. You did. Tasteful nudes around the house. <laughs> But well, you, like you art still, books. Art I get books. it. I get it. That's a great idea. But you still have to address the fact that with two clicks, they can see whatever I know, the but human I can, mind can imagine. I can share my own dark journey. In, there you in go. Porn. <laughs> I don't have to share it now. No, but. not now. You can do that with them. Uh, they'll appreciate my insights, all right? I'm not going to. Those were not uh, wasted years be because fine. I will turn them into jewels of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. Ropey jets of wisdom, Mark. Ugh, is that ugh, what you're waiting ugh, for? Ugh, ugh. All of this is to say the kids are in peril. We know that. We can parent them out of it. I. We can parent them out of it? Yep. I have Parenting made a peril? deliberate and noticeable. Gesture with your hand. Re- retreat from social media. Oh, I didn't know. I think across the board. I don't think I do. I don't think I do anything except I, heard I you have. deleted the Twitter off your phone. I got no tweet on my phone. You know what, Mark? I don't tweet. You know what's going to happen right now, live on this podcast? Never Facebook. Look at that. You deleting it? Good for you. Goodbye, Twitter. I don't need you. Fuck Twitter. Unfortunately, I do need Instagram because among the many hats that I wear. Yeah, here we go. Uh, over at Brand Nicole manager. Hay, one, marketing. One is the market mavenry uh, fez. Social med. I'm, I'm looking at what do I... I'm I'm doing less screens across the board. What, what are you, During the day, you're binge watching some shit. Though. At night, I do. I'll, I'll hit. Uh, yeah, Walking Dead's out now. New season. Which one? The, the brand one, new one? No, there's one on <laughs> air now. But then there's I, I the Negan season after. Ooh, he, I haven't watched. It. I saw the the end of the one where he ooh. hit someone. And you didn't know who it was with his big scary bat. Oh, so you didn't see the one after that? Well, I know who it was. Yeah, but the I, episode where they basically. Show what Sh- happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, just, uh, I like that show, but I, just, I don't know if I need to invite that type it's, of brutality into my... So I'm watching that, but, I, but I'm not... It's not... It's, it's, 
these are not benign entities, these social media platforms. Everybody knows this. Oh, we're out here to save the world. Bullshit. Oh, we're, th- we're more connected than ever. They are constructed in certain ways to get you addicted to them. And, and to it's sell like, shit. just turn this shit off. It's an act of resistance to turn it off. And I've turned it off. No Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram. I, I didn't even know you were on Facebook. You know what I started doing again? I got my Medium account up. I'm actually, I wrote a few little blogs. <laughs> You're blogging? Yeah. Again? You're I writing little, about Taylor Swift? I got a little persona. I'm 44-year-old dad. Responds to Taylor Swift's single. What's your response? Father John Misty concert. Responds to Fish concert. Oh, so you've got a shtick. I got a little shtick. You're the 40-year-old dad who responds. Well, this is at least like, it's technology, but I'm doing something. I'm not just like, I'm writing a You're having a, a, a curated, thoughtful thought. Yeah. That you're putting up on Medium. That's all I do, though. And, and hoping that your wife might read it. No, nobody. Maybe, maybe. No, somebody, uh, one of my friends, uh, one of my wife's, He's a friend, but through my wife, that circle. Yeah, I got claps. I don't know what that means. You got the clap? I got some claps. All right, so that's just a, you know, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> God. <clears throat> that was my I, social I media been, update for you. I, I also have been. That's why we're kind of dark as well, Natch. I'm not, eh. I'm on, I'm on the gram it's doing the, the gram for the, for the salon. Yeah, but you're not. You, you do a little. Yeah, and I've been on screens as I'm trying to get our systems up and running, but... By and large, I, I too have been way less at my computer and feeling pretty good. Yeah. My, my back doesn't hurt as much. Absolutely. I thought that, you know, I was a little worried. Like, I'm going to have to do a lot of manual labor to get this salon up and running in three weeks. Is it going to damage my delicate back? Tender old man. Back. I came out the other side. Stronger. With, uh, you know, a lot of caffeine powder in my mustache. But, <laughs> but live oh, and lean. Wait a and minute. Just ready to destroy. You have to. I just had another thought. When you go to the salon, mm-hmm. you can't look like a schlub. I, I you got to pretty yourself up, don't you? I do. You know what? That's interesting you say that because that's, that's, another, that's been a struggle because I've been working from home so long that I'm just like... That's what I'm getting at. This is my uniform. I mean, these are nice sweatpants. I got on gym shorts, flip-flops. Wow. That's kind of de rigueur <laughs> for you. That's my point. I wouldn't know what to do. It would be stressful. But you know what? I think I'd be happier. Well, you know what you do, man. It's a sense of purpose. I mean, you can you can. Can I come down can, to the salon every day? <laughs> if you want, you can cultivate your own sense of style. Sure. Or you can just wear black, but fitted I'm, black but clothing. Can, but I'm guessing you're not going to go to the salon, put on your black baseball cap, and hit the salon. Uh, Unless it's a quick visit. I'm get, ooh, I'm getting a haircut this weekend, first time, and I can't. I don't even remember last time I got touch a up full those haircut. highlights. I think I'm going to uh, dye my hair gray. <laughs> That'll be a nice surprise for you. Like, something, like something. Like a noticeable, intentional gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like gunmetal. S- oh my god. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just for you, buddy. Like the beard? Nah. I don't know. I want it like the top part to be gray, and then it'll kind of blend into the side, so that if it grows out, it won't, like the roots won't look off. Godspeed. Good King Wenceslas. Good King Applesauce. Just how important is natural? To consumers when making food decisions. Here's a look at the research because... What, what's happening here? If we know anything, it's natural. Oh, is this food news? Do you see I... Speaking it back? Social media, see I changed our bio. Fuck all that. I said, is this natural? That's what we do. We, what, de- we decide. We decide. Is oh, this okay. natural? So don't let people know that it's a show? So No, absolutely. Fuck them. So here. Oh, boy. A team of researchers... I like this aggressive social media free, Mark. <laughs> you are untethered. 
Yeah, free, free to create this. This is the this is the thing. Free to post revelatory things on. If media. I want to create forty four year old dad, it's a blog post, and it's a creative effort. It's not a little snippet of, of wasted time and effort. Hey, I'm with you. Listen, buddy. a team of researchers in Europe decided to analyze all the studies they could find focused on consumers' preference for food naturalness. It is kind of a shame, though, because your selfie game was strong. Amounting to 72 studies in 32 countries involving more than 85,000 consumers for patterns and how important naturalness is for consumers. I only, only one thing that we mm. need to talk about. Mm. Looking at sociodemographic factors that influence the perceived importance of natural, they found only two variables that were consistently significant. Female and older consumers tended to place greater importance on naturalness than their male and younger counterparts. I think that's a problem for our podcast. Wait, why is that a problem for our podcast? I'm mostly female. How many old women are listening to this podcast? We have the natural podcast. Oh, you think we need to get an older audience? I think the people that really would love this podcast, old ladies. How old? What demographic? 48 plus. Okay. You're going to call them old ladies? That's going to be step one, is don't call them old ladies. That's not the way to lure in women who are older than 48. On the, on the, <laughs> on the low end, yeah. And okay. then all the way up to... Well, my mother is a very young 69, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and she might listen to this podcast. She listens sometimes. I think you confuse her. Me? I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, that, I mean, th- again, it was, it was just great study. None of that surprises me. Well, it does. Su- it's weird. A bunch of beer swilling bros don't care about natural oh, until, I guess until right. a, I guess something starts right. to fail. I guess we're fine then too, because our our sensibility is always has always been more feminine than masculine. I'll tell you when I was talking. I was talking earlier about our Sunday of movie watching. I didn't mention that after what the health we watched. Uh, not all of, we kind of skipped through uh, Super Size Me because we were watching Elias. God. Our, our older son watched What the Health with us and was moved. And, and then we let him see parts of Super Size Me. But then the next day, woke up first thing in the morning, still wanting to relax. We watched Steel Magnolias, one of my all time favorite movies. And uh, it, it was Destiny that I own a salon mark because that movie, my favorite part about that movie is when they're at Miss Truvy's salon. Yeah. Miss Truvy played by Dolly Parton. Mm hmm. Um, it's it's nothing the emotional like a southern salon. The, yeah, that movie's beautiful. And her husband, my uh, played by Sam Shepard, cousin. No, my aunt, mm-hmm. and my cousin in Eastman, Georgia, both in the salon game. Ooh, I like it. You bet you. Where do they work? What are one, the names? One, of well, one. I don't think she's there anymore. It used to be called Curl Up and Die. Are you serious? Because uh, that's a, that's a pretty well worn trope. Yeah, the, but this was she was early in the game. Okay, okay. This is before it became well worn. Um. She um, might have. She might have been the original curl up no, and die. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know what the, the current one is. I think it's right. more like a sola deal. Just oh, kind okay. of My own spot. I'm just me, independent operator, doing my own thing, which yeah. is great for a lot of people. But it, it can be a little bit stifling creatively. I will. I will let you know that. Holy crap! We're 47 minutes in. All right. I still haven't got to the musical interlude. Well, one more, then we'll get that. Okay. Because you're going to want to whatever you have teed up to play. You're going to want to change that. I'm not playing fish. The tranquil joy of giving free donuts to fish fans. Dana Evans at The Cut. Dana's great. I think she's an ex-gawker. My experience with people receiving free things. She, so 
she's not a fish person. Okay. Fish head. I, I've, if I had to assume, I would assume like a young urban Brooklynite type. Might be wrong. I don't know. Gawker. Clearly intelligent. A great writer. Well, because Gawker. Oh, I, there's so many people from Gawker that are have all over the map now. No, they had New a York Times staff. and yeah, they oh yeah, some of them. My experience with people so she was she uh you don't know this. Fish did a 13-night residency at Madison Square Garden this summer. 13 not uh, 13 shows, sold them all out. 13 performances, never repeated a song. Uh, Their income must be like the GDP of oh, a small country. It's insane. <laughs> They're doing 13 <laughs> They're nights. They're very wealthy. Man. Yeah. Uh, so they did that, and it was they did a donut theme. So every night had a donut, and these various bespoke artisan donut shops. I think one in particular. <coughs> gave out free donuts at the beginning of the show. Data went, and my experience with people receiving Was free- Fish reimbursing these people for their donutting activities? We probably bought the fucking donuts. I hope so. Receiving free things, especially in New York City, can be captured. My experience with people receiving free things, especially in New York City, can be captured by imagining a thousand termites destroying a wooden deck in 30 seconds. It's part of the New York City ethos to covet free shit, even if moments after being handed a Nesquik branded smoothie or a dirt flavored energy bar. I see what she did there. It gets tossed into the closest public trash can. We want it and we want it now, even if we don't want it one second later. On the contrary, when you give a fish fan a donut, okay. you can make her happy for seemingly a lifetime. No crushing in front of each other, no greedy grabbing, no harsh vibes. Sometimes the donut distributors had to specifically convince the concert goers to accept one. If you don't take a donut, fish won't play. I went to Fish Dick's which is their summer-ending uh, mini-residency yeah, yeah. over here in Commerce City. <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods Arena. Which I didn't even realize how big a deal this thing is. So Dick's what, sp- Dick's? Well, no, the whole event, because Dick's is not a concert venue. It's nice, though. It's a sporting venue, but like Fish has worked this out where every year they let them come there and they kind of take over for three days and close out the summer tour. Wow. There's a there's shakedown, this whole little town that gets set up to sell merchandise. There's like camping. Pipes and stuff. Tent. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. T-shirts, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Drugs. And then you go like for like... Kratom. <laughs> I had no idea. Then you could add some Kratom there. Don't bring up that memory. That was a great episode we lost. Oh, right. Episode 122 was episode Kratom. Sorry, uh, people. It was good. God. I'm like, I feel like Seth on that one. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like, I put all that time in. I did my Kratom research. I had my Kratom points. That was great. You had All for naught. You no. had like one story from Nevada City. No, it was heartbreaking because you, you had uh, spoken on a panel. You had a, a live webinar <laughs> oh, yeah! thing that you were sharing. <sighs> you, you pontificating on um, Kratom and other all right. unregulated. Here's my fish story. Oh, right. I saw fish either in 1991 or 1992. Too high to remember? Can't, I don't even think I was high. I just can't remember. I went with some. I, I know one person I went with who was absolutely high, and I would ask him about it, but he was high so much that I bet you he doesn't. If I don't remember, he doesn't remember. Oh. Needless to say, this was early in the fish game, the fish journey. Sure. Skin. Oh, look at the disdain. What? No. I, what in your fish journey, or just or this is early fish? Early fish. This is before, I, I mean, like they had a lot I of momentum that, back then. You should read my uh, fish post on Medium. You'd love it. Oh, 
my epic jaunt there at Williams College. Where Is Dave, this when you're dancing uncontrollably? Dave Matthews came through. Uh, the Blues Traveler fit. It was all happening. Okay. So anyway, I saw him, and I, you know, I didn't. I had a couple of the CDs. Super weird music, right? I don't know. I don't think I. That's the thing. The fish talk Golgi, is lost on Golgi me. Golgi apparatus, lawn boy. These weird songs. I said, "Is this for real? What is this?" Yeah. Then there's these highly orchestrated riffs they play, and then they just jam out for like thirty minutes. What's going on? I don't know. Are the the lyrics are just a? Are these lyrics a joke? They don't. Uh, your uh, voice is weird. Twenty five, twenty six years later, I said, "Let's go back and figure this out." And did you? I'm riding my bike to fish dicks. You rode your bike all the way over I rode there? my bike. Oh, there's like a path, isn't there? I mean, it's a long ride, but yeah, it was fine. Hey. I had to go over the highway, but it was fine. I'm glad I did. Did you take Central Park Ave? I did. Eh, that's a nice little Good ride. Good for you. As I'm riding up there, this will mm-hmm. ring a bell for you. Sure. Well, I better not use names. The dad's group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. What? Mike. Oh boy, that's not just. I don't really. It doesn't matter. I, I can picture these dudes. You know this guy, the former uh, gymnast in college. Does that ring a bell? Is he the one um, who wanna, wanted a, don't say advice it. about something? Yep. Okay. I think I don't know. Anyway, I'm riding my bike. Who pulls up? Because I'm going solo. My neighbor has got me tickets. Mr. Skate Marshall. Nope. Oh. T A. <clears throat> Two houses up. But she is a. She went to New York and saw a few of the shows. She's a fish. She head. gave you tickets. No, I bought. She had an extra, and I bought it. Face, so you just went by yourself. Yeah. Oh, like some Gonzo well, journalist. Like I'm going to get to the bottom. Well, of this. I mean, we connected and we saw each other a few times. But she was down on the floor. I was up in the stands. But were you were you looking forward to just like you wanted to be solo? Didn't want to have to interact with people you knew. You just I didn't know like what I was doing, but I wanted to, to zone go in and. Man, I should just read from this. No, no, no. Let's just keep keep going. I just wanted to be, I just wanted, I I needed, I needed, I needed to do it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm riding up. This guy pulls up next to me. Uh Uh-huh. He's going two nights. I'm only going for the one. This Saturday night. It's the second night of the three. And uh, he's like, let's do this. I had a bud. I wasn't solo anymore. Oh, I thought you meant you had And through him, we hit the other dad in the group who, uh, Okay. You could just so we, do a letter. He's hard. He's hardcore. He he camps. He got, does all three nights. This is his thing. I mean, he sleeps there and stays there. You can do. Yeah, that. he and his wife put up a tent. <coughs> Wait, you're allowed to just spend the night there? You can rent a spot. There's a campground there. Oh, okay. Next to the venue. Wow. So we hook up with him, and things are purchased and things are happening. And you're not taking part in any of it. Oh yeah. You had you did some drugs. Uh, well, then we got in, and so don't, we hooked don't up. Don't you skip past that? We hooked up with the guy. Mild. They're, they're legal. I did mild drugs. We hooked up what do with you mean? the you, guy. You ate some weed. That, that was the problem. We, <laughs> we hooked up with the guy, and he's like, "Oh, come to this section, man. We I go every year. I'm gonna be down on the floor for the second set, but come to this one. It'll be great." And because like you need a little safe, it's a safe zone in there. Especially when you're... You know each other. You kind of meet. Like, hey, man, good to see you. I mean, it's insane, though, literally. Whoa, like, wait, you're like greeting people, and you're like, whoa, man. Within, within 20 minutes, it's uh-huh. whatever you could want that you've been offered. Uh, what would you like? Blow? I'll get you blow. I don't want blow. Molly? I'll get you Molly. Can I get a ride home? All kinds of weed. Can whatever I, kind of weed you want. 
can I leave? We were looking for something called uh, Blager. <laughs> Blager? This was uh, the other guy who needed advice. He was all about, he's like, what is this Blager I keep hearing about? I think he made it up. I don't think it was a thing. Mm. Mushrooms, it was all there. So you had mushrooms? No, no, weed, no. I was, I, was, I was given an edible, which I was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to do these like half at a time. But it was a lozenge. Oh, those, those will kick your ass, man. It fucking kicked my ass. Oh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't have it, so I did it. And then other things were happening as the show went on. But so it, you, you had a whole entire, probably a 10 milligram lozenge? Yes, I did. Ooh. So Just about, to start. So, oh, you added to it? You piled on more? Well, then things come by. Things are shared. <clears throat> Just Oh, you were like puffing and passing? There was, yeah, there were things coming by. And then you started doing your noodle dance? First set was great. I was getting into it. Songs are good. Then we had Second a break. Second set, you're starting to get tired. Then you realize, like, yep, very tired. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes are shutting. And I got to a very dark place at the end of the second set. Internally? Very very scared. Your weed mind? I needed to get home right Oh, away. boy. Oh, God. But I, I toughed it out. I, 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 I knew. I knew. I knew it would pass. And I knew that I would get through it, and I did. And I rode my bike home somehow with my buddy, and it was quite a thing. And I'm going back next year. I'm going I'm to do at least you. two, maybe three. Okay. It's it's so much fun. I don't doubt that. It's so it's such a controversial band because it's like, why are they any good? They su- fuck you. You're never paying playing fish on my podcast. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's not. That I, I there was a Something time in my life when them. I was definitely very judgmental of anyone who would go to a fish concert. But, Something special about. But it. then you grow up and you realize, you know, you you have a very myopic view. I mean, there was a time in my life where I wouldn't listen to anything but like resurgent punk rock. So what's it's, so, there's uh, something about the club, but like. Knowing all of these songs that they're playing, like like within a few notes, like oh my god, that's the first time they played it since '78, right? So there's this little club that, like, once you get and it's open, you can join it. It's Mm. not hard, but once you're in, you feel it's just it's. I can see how it'd be like a super fun thing to do once a year. You've unlocked it a bit for me with your description. Somehow you have to half the how do you have the lozenge? Well, you keep the plastic that it came in, you suck on it for a while, and then you spit it into the plastic. Just gave it to me. Well, I know, but... Oh, okay. There's no plastic. You could, like, stick it behind your ear. Like, bite it? No, I just suck on it till it's diminished a bit. Uh, and then, that would have been a better idea. Yeah, take it out for a while. Well, I think next year I'll just... I won't have to rely on it. I'll just bring something that actually breaks. Yeah. No, I mean, I know enough people who I... Uh, oh, boy. Love and respect who swear by these fish shows, so... Really? Oh, yeah. I know lots of people who, who went three nights or, like, definitely have gone... Yeah, I don't know. It's so jammy. It's I just like, never got into so, jam bands. It's so white sandals jammy. Yeah. The guy's think, wearing a dress. I don't, that's fine. They're from Vermont. Yeah, I like Vermont. Look at that guy. That's what my hair would look like. Anyway. Oh, wait. Yeah, they were really getting into it. Well, you have to focus. All right. Let's hear some of the music you'd like to contribute to the show, if it's better than that. Uh, it's shorter. I guarantee you that. Uh, we have Hard to Be Still by Annie Hart, who is uh, from that band Au Revoir. Au Revoir. Jeez. Au Revoir. Simone? Simone. Au Revoir. Au Revoir, Simone.
and we're back. Natch, episode 124, Habits of Cheese. That was great. No fish, but it was great. Yeah, well, that was a nice conversation about fish. I feel no, like I know more about them. It makes more sense now, but I, it's not You I'm should too, come. Hey, nah. if you want to come to sec, I won't tell you the section number. Yeah. You've, got a, you've got a home there if you want it. I appreciate that. I, I kind of doubt that I'll I think Jenny's going to go with me one night next year. I might do two. I don't know if I can Okay, wait a minute. If I could go and watch you and... Oh, well, maybe... I would. I want to go to the fish show to watch you and Jenny at the fish show. See, fuck you! More than I want to watch the fish you know, show. You know what this made me do, though? It made me rediscover Harris Whittles and that Analyze Fish podcast, which is amazing. I forgot about that. You should listen to that. It'll, you, he really sort of, just by default, he's not sanctimonious about it, but unpacking like why it's special to him. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah. And then he's, there's that guy on there, Scott Ackerman, couldn't be like more judgmental, like, no, no, this is not good. That sounds pretty good. It's a fun podcast. Sounds oddly familiar. Speaking of, I'm going to just keep the drug-fueled concert life rolling. Okay. Went to Father John Misty. Oh, boy. You know this man, controversial figure. We've talked about him at length. Uh-huh. I thought this would be my ace in the hole, the one show I pick at Red Rocks every year that's kind of a surprise hit. Yeah. And uh, Shaggy Brownie, when his wife came. Last year, it was the Sufjan event. Oh, yeah. It was this I huge remember party. that. That one was huge. I don't think this was a huge hit. With them or with you? Not with them. I did not I did appreciate it. He has a very clear, lovely voice. Were you in that awkward position, though, where like you're, you've hyped something up to some friends, and then you bring them, just and then they're, they're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And so you're well, distracted I'm looking, I'm the like, whole time. Oh, that's right. You guys are from Iowa. The whole time, and like, you're like... Your your heart this you're not gonna this guy's gonna seem like such a sanctimonious prick to you. Yeah, because it's you've got to not. I think they enjoyed it to a degree, but you you got to get on his humor vibe, and if you get on his humor vibe, you, you, then you're having a good time. He pranced around like a. I, I think women love this guy. Just oozes sex, Josh. Well, women love a man who's keen to prance. You bet. Wearing his tight little pants and his little jeans and his loafers, you just it looked like you to a T up there. Ooh. Well, he's I, a fellow Josh. I enjoyed the show, but it also made me think, like, what if you wanted to microdose LSD? How do you even get it? Mm. It's, it seems like a risky venture. I had another friend who asked me that. He was wondering if I knew where, like, how, how he could Everybody microdose. comes to you to find... <laughs> In fact, this, we had well, this conversation at Red I, Rocks, and all Shaggy Rowdy did was, like, uh, ask Josh. What? Yeah. That's so weird. It is weird. He doesn't... I don't really, like, I don't have drug connections. I never have. No. I was always bad at that. No. And I only say it because you'd want to get it right. Yeah. And like, you can't just, I don't, what, I've never even done it, right? People do tab. Uh, they put it tabs, on uh, little paper. pieces of paper. But it's not on there evenly. You can't, you don't know that. So like mm, to, to yeah. microdose the way these sort of Redditors do it, you, you like take that, put it into a certain amount of distilled water. And then put that in an amber bottle because if the light hits it, it'll deactivate it. Or like tap water will deactivate it. And then you titrate out a tenth and do it every three days. There's like a whole way to do it. Huh. But you got to have the stuff. Well, it sounds like you don't need a lot of acid to begin with. 303-548-6877. Text the Soundhawk if you're looking to microdose. Or just or if you find Josh up. at Needle in the Hay. Um, all right. So it made you want to microdose? I don't know. I don't know if I can. You were enjoying his weight. That that 10 milligram lozenge went a bit my outer limit. The next day, I was like, I think I'm still high. This this isn't good. I'm I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. You thought you were going to be high the rest of your life? It it did something permanent, permanent damage. No, I think it was melatonin, actually. I was taking melatonin from my sorghums, and it 
You think that's giving you a high too? I, I'm starting to feel like super groggy all day, like super tired. Oh, it's because of the melatonin. Wow. Stop taking that. Yeah, and you can't. You're not drinking anymore. No lagers. You're going to a, cold brew coffee to drop some of that acid. Work. I got to work on the sorghum some more. But that's neither here nor there. Gut bacteria. Yep. From elite athletes could soon become a probiotic supplement. Are you surprised? We've been here before. Designer fecal yeah, transplants. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Told you so. All right. Uh, well, I'm not going to twist your arm, but why don't you go ahead and listen to In the Face Lima? Oh, are you trying to wrap up? No, I was saying they should listen to that and then oh. p- pick an NFL's. Who who in the NFL? Who, whose oh, shit would you like to fecally transplant? That's a great question somehow for the tarot. We do have a tarot question. No, we don't up. have time for that on this one. <laughs> it's in In the Face. We always have a tarot on this podcast, oh too. All right. Well, here, let me read this and that'll be the question. Okay. What if some of an elite athlete's traits could. Is that the cat? I think so. Could be bottled and distributed for consumption among the general public, giving our bodies a performance-enhancing boost. Naturally, of course. An ongoing research project at Harvard is attempting to identify and isolate beneficial bacteria from the digestive tracts of elite athletes and convert the bacteria into commercial probiotic supplements. The microbiomes of elite players might generate elite kinds of bacteria, in other words, that aid in athletic performance. Step one. That's reaching. You get that athletic poop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probiotic, but then, of course, you go. What do you do? You, if you really uh, want to feel uh, it. dilute really, it in distilled water and then. Put it in an amber bottle and yeah. titrate off a tenth. This is to make it into a probiotic and get you the sub, the, the gut shot. The probiotics out of their guts. But you know, you and I know that if you want a full flush of all the good bugs. You need that real shit. You need that athletic poop. And then, once you do that and you get your performance, you're going to want a creative boost from your favorite. Podcasters? Yes. <laughs> I would suggest... So you want, right now, they should go to your poop. <clears throat> in about two weeks, go to mine. Okay. Well, they could also do I'm like optimizing a, in two weeks. You could have a matchmaker poop. You could have like a Seth... What is it? Romatelli? Yep. Uh, Dak Prescott. That's what I'm saying! Poop, poop melange. What, or you could change week to week. Like, oh, mm. I feel run down. Yeah. It's been a tough three weeks of the salon. I could use some energy. Let me... Uh, Want some of that? Some Iggy some, Pop poop. Some Von Miller Iggy Pop poop. And then what was it again? You have to like sup like suppository it up your a, or do you swallow it? No, you uh, enema. Oh, like a, well, some people are trying to put it in a pill, isolate things and put it in a pill, but that that's you swallow. That hasn't worked because I think they're missing some of what's happening in that rich stew. So you got to just get their stew and your stew, stew it up. You know what? But fuck all this Taylor Swift poop. Uh, Usain Bolt, I would still rather have my own newborn daughter's poop. That young, friendly poop. Yeah, but that's not going to do any good. There's not a lot it's of probiotics super, living in oh, there. Oh, it's super, all the good stuff, nothing's gotten compromised. Well, maybe, I don't know when you do it. Maybe that's too soon, but. Yeah. You want the poop to be kind of friendly, like the poop, it's not what's totally that, foreign that, uh, poop. We've, we've, what's that little tar plug that comes out? <laughs> yeah. You want that? Turn that into a supplement. What if you make like Encomium? a tea, a tea out of that? Encomium, I think. Yeah, an, an encomium enema. I bet you that. How come no one's studying the encomium? It's like colostrum in breast milk. It's very similar, right? That's got to be good for something. I bet an animal would eat it right up. I don't think it's encomium. Is that it? I think it is. No. What? what do you, how, how am I going to get that on Google? Uh, Tar plug poop? Baby. Tar plug poop baby. 
baby's first bowel movements. Meconium. So close. Meconium. Hot new supplement we're working on. The meconium. We'd have to call it Mecona. Macro Mecona. Sounds like a nut. How about Mecona Blast? Ooh. Hmm. Mecona Plus. Mecona Plus. Uh, Tar. Something with tar? People want to eat tar, right? (laughs) Yeah. People want to eat tar, right? I'll make that the subhead. Uh, Do you have anything else for us, Mark? Uh, I just realized that that actually would not be a good question for the tarot. Oh. The tarot is more of like a yes or no question, right? The last thing we have to talk about is whamazoods, and then we're out. Tell me about whamazoods. Uh, well, it happened. It did. Prices have dropped. We had another great show planned around that. It got too late. Episode whamazoods? Yep. Yeah. Lost to the podcast gods, just like Kratom. Well, we never actually recorded Whamazoods. We just toyed with the idea. So, so do you see this? Right, like the day the acquisition cleared, there were signs up in Whole Foods selling these Echo Alexa stuff, the Echo Dots. Farm fresh, pick of the season. The, the strange language, pick of the season, as if I those th- things are seasonal. Farm fresh. I mean, come on. I think it's a joke. So they're at least being playful. Oh, you think they're being funny? I thought they were being funny. Some people were like, idiots, tone deaf. I think they're being funny. Then you'd find this, this wasn't the only one, but certain stores would That's pay, pay really homage. Gross. It's super gross. Ground beef shaped into molds for like the A and the arrow in Amazon. Hey, man, it's like kissing ass for your head. Welcome. It's looking at my store, new boss. Look, yeah. I love you. I made you a ground beef A. But I guess the real story would be, yes, prices came down immediately and dramatically. What would you like to know about? Cadez. Haas avocados, 50% off. Went from $2.99 to $1.49 each. I saw three pints of strawberries for $10. Mm. What's, let's see. What's the biggest percentage drop? Avocados. Bananas came down 40%. Banane. Organic, responsibly farmed salmon, 30%. Salmon. Tomatoes on the vine, 33%. Tomato. Organic apples, 33%. Organic- How about cucumber? A cucumba. 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 So good for them. Hooray for all of us. Whamazoods. It happened. And this weird, wild all I got to say. world. All right. Okay. Natural's bigger than Let's food. ask the tarot question. What do you think about that? I think we should just go for another hour. I could tell you about some of the fish set lists. Eh. Reba. We got a Reba. Like Reba McIntyre? It was a song called Slave to the Traffic Light where things went dark. It's a beautiful song. It's like you're in your ear a slave to the traffic like man, you're trapped in your vehicle. It's like, oh no! Your lonesome steel vessel. I think Mark's trip to the fish concert begs that one question though. We could talk Have we asked the tarot already if Mark should microdose? Well, my, how about us? It's always you. We're, oh, it's me giving you All a right. No, I think we should. I, that I'm interested in knowing. Should Mark microdose <sighs> on LSD? I don't think we have to do a tarot reading. People love the tarot. Who? Uh, everyone. Past. Present. Future. Past Mark We have the Seven of Swords Swords Seven of Swords I feel like this one's a perennial favorite In our perineum 
<coughs> excuse me, a man is in the act of carrying away five swords rapidly. The other two others, the two others of the card remain stuck in the ground. A camp close at hand. Okay, so he's on his way to or from a camp carrying swords. Mark divinatory meaning, design, attempt, wish, hope, confidence. Also quarreling, a plan that may fail. Annoyance. So I think your plan, Mark, this is the past card. So your plan has always been to lead an orderly life of yep. control. Yep. Where you are in total control of, of everything in your life. What goes in, what comes out, who touches it, all that stuff. You wanted to be total control, but the older you get, the more you realize. Not before 21. Yeah, that's true. There's only one hand touching that. Or did you do that thing where you'd sit on your other hand till it fell asleep? The stranger? No. <laughs> no. You, you reacted like you didn't even know about I've that. I've never even heard of that. You'll have to try it tonight. The stranger. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so as you've as you've gotten older, Mark, I think you've realized that the obsession with the orderly and controlled is is the most illusory of all hmm. ways to exist and be present. The Empress. Why do we draw the same cards over and over? I shuffled this deck. The Empress, that's another popular one in the world of natural living. Fruitfulness, initiative, action, long days, clandestine, the unknown, difficulty, doubt, ignorance, reverse, light, truth, the unraveling of involved matters, public rejoice, also according to another reading, vacillation. Okay. So what I'm sensing right now is that you are actually at a very open place, especially in light of all the things you've been sharing with me. For instance, the, uh, the you've shed social media. Yep. You're, you're, except for your occasional lozenge, you're sober now. You're not drinking at all. Right. But you, I have discovered fish. You're not hitting the pipe. Which is the yin and the yang of that. It's strange <laughs> that you would get into pipe. fish at the same time you get out of doing drugs or drinking. It's devil's lettuce. It's mother. It's it's the uh, moon cabbage. It's uh. What does Monsanto kill say? God wouldn't have made it if it didn't cure everything under the sun or something. It's God's gift to us, Mark. Natural medicine. All right, so you're getting more into weed. So that's no. that's your gateway into microdosing. That lozenge could have been the gateway. No. But that lozenge did show you a darkness, Mark. So I'm curious to see what the future card holds. I'm afraid of the darkness. We have. I could go too far too fast. The Four of Wands, Mark. Ooh. This is a new one. Finally. Something different. <laughs> Finally. Finally. From the four great staves planted in the foreground, there is a great garland suspended. Two female figures uplift nosegays. Those are flowers, remember? Mark Bittman taught us that when we gave him a tarot reading. And at their side is a bridge over a moat leading to an old manorial house. Wait, I think this is the very one that we pulled for Mark Bittman. I think uh, he the got, manorial house. Yeah, he got the four of wands in his reading too. Uh, the venatory meetings, Mark. They are for once almost on the surface. Country life, repose, concord, harmony, prosperity, peace, and the perfected work of these. So I don't know, Mark. To me, the tarot is saying that. You maybe should microdose now that now that you. How did you get out of that one? Well, because this is like tr this represents a future full of tranquility. Oh, there is a little more um, uncertainty in, in your present in the Empress, and that's that weed lozenge, <laughs> just kind of scrambling things up a bit. But 
I think what it made you realize is that a 10 milligram dose is too much for you to bear. Yeah. But a little micro dose of LSD might just be, well, that, that I thing mean, it's just going to turn it up just a little. I think if I was going to go back, you'd do half, give yourself a couple hours, do the other half. That would be the, the responsible thing to do, Mark. You're a father, for God's sake. So, but I mean, micro dosing, hey man, you can run an empire on that. So. How are we going to get it? I don't know. Let's uh, text the Soundhawk if you know how to get uh, some LSD. Because it's still like super federally illegal, isn't it? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be legit, high quality, pharmaceutical grade. I think you could make it if you had like a little lab. <laughs> okay. Well, you could. <laughs> okay. I've heard uh, morning Cranston. glory, morning glory seeds. Can't you? I thought I remember someone you, telling you, me. Once. What you need to do is think through your through your through your little brain space. Who do I know? Make a call. Get on the radar. Start to sniff this out a little bit. Suss it out. Call sus. That could do that. Um, it's just, it's a risky proposition in a sense, because I, I don't think you'd, in, uh, knowing that you, how little you enjoyed a f- uh, 10 milligram dose of THC, I don't know if you'd like an accidental full dose of LSD. You know, you have to be really careful not to overdose. I, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. R- risky proposition. It is, but life is risk, Mark. As we as we famously is, said, Josh. and in the face, it's just you're just reacting constantly. Go listen to in the face. Just react. Be in the world. Be present. Be reactionary. Ditch social media. You know, eat some things that are good for you. Maybe it could, it could all be gone tomorrow. Just react. Get a haircut. Get yourself looking pretty. Look your personal yeah, best. Absolutely. Look good. Feel good. I mean, that's always been my motto, Mark. Look good. Feel good. Um, so I mean, until we meet again, who knows when that'll be. Habits of cheese. So natural. 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 Sounds natural. Sounds natural. Sounds natural. Sounds natural.